What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Beyond the Riverwalk, a podcast where two guys with the same name talk about the life of Florida College. I'm your host, Tyler Earnhardt. And I'm your other host, Tyler Sexton. Today, we're here with Caroline Mosley, a sophomore here at FC, a major in communications and also getting a minor in biblical studies. Caroline, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm super excited to be on the podcast today. I am I uh, love being at Florida College. I'm a sophomore here. Uh, I've gotten to be involved in a couple of different student organizations that, uh, honestly, it's taught me a lot about choosing good role models and mentors, um, and I'm hoping to be able to talk to you a little bit about that today. Yeah, no, we're super excited. So in our last episode, when we were talking about the seven uh, successful habits of students here, we mentioned, um, I think one of them was asking for help or seeking advice from older people. It got us talking with Caroline. That was something of big interest to her and has been super crucial in her life. And so today we're going to talk, I have a topical discussion surrounding the idea of mentorship. And so Caroline, what does mentorship mean to you? That's a great question. Um, I think for me, mentorship is whenever you are seeking wisdom from people that are older than you um, and in a different phase of life. This has been something that's been really important to me since I was in high school. I had a hard time finding like I could receive wisdom from people that were my age. And so I remember kind of making a mental switch in high school and thinking, okay, I want to find people that are in different phases of life and ask them what their perspective and input is on different areas. And that really helped me to make good decisions uh, in high school. But then the transition to college, that honestly having mentors made that a lot more seamless for me. So that's been a huge part of my success um, at all in college. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I feel like one thing uh, growing up, especially like leaving high school or being in high school and leaving and going on to college is making sure you're knowing what you're getting into. Uh, which is something that I've I've worked really hard on, especially this past year, to express to like younger people. Like I've tried to make myself involved with a lot of the high schoolers at Temple Terrace Church of Christ, like teaching some of their studies or Bible classes, and just sort of letting them know like what life is about. Um, you know, like I've endured my hardships. You know, everyone has, and even if you haven't, um, like they're gonna come. And we did a a topical study on the highs and lows um, throughout the Bible with different characters and um, just sort of like what that looked like and what God, what role God played in that, in their highs and lows. Um, And that's something that we, as the college students that taught that class, tried to express to them. um, And we sort of took on that mentor kind of role. Obviously, we didn't call ourselves their mentors because that's a little arrogant. And, (laughs) you know, we didn't want to play that kind of role. But we just thought that we would impart, you know, like wisdom from our life and what we had gone through um, to them so they could be better prepared when things would eventually come, good or bad, and how they could deal with those as Christians. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, my experience with it growing up in high school, I was blessed to be a part of a great church with a lot of older men that had a lot of experience in a lot of different areas of life. And so I was able to learn a lot from them. But growing up at that time, like I was definitely, you know, a 16 year old kid that thought I knew everything. And so a lot of mentorship and seeking, you know, mentorship is humbling yourself um, and being able to listen with open ears um, with no other reservations in your heart, because really being able to listen to wisdom and seeking advice, um, you can't have any of your own interest in mind. And so I learned a lot from, you know, my dad's friends, but also from the elders at my church and um, just being able to sit down and just listen to them um, and just truly have an open heart to everything they had to say. It was a big thing I had to learn being, you know, a prideful 16-year-old. But um, that's kind of what mentorship, you know, means to me. So, Caroline, tell us a little bit about um, what, you're, what you look for and specific traits you look for in those um, in the people that you uh, seek mentorship from. 
So I think there's a couple different kinds of mentors that you can pursue. Uh, One of the, I think, good rules that I try to follow is having a mentor in every decade. I think Mm. that's a super interesting interesting way to kind of um, get a glimpse down the road at what you're going to face. So I'm 20 right now, so there some of my mentors might be still in their 20s, and that's a beautiful thing, but even being able to talk to people that are 30, 40, 50, and 60, uh, that just gives me a good outlook on the things that are coming next, and they just have so much to offer. Uh, another way that I love to kind of identify who would be a good mentor is people that have specific things in their life that you want to cultivate, whether that means they have a great business, um, or it may, may be more of like a, an academic or career-based mentor. Uh, it may be their home life and the way that they raise their kids is something that you really admire about them. Uh, and then lastly, there are some people that I choose specifically because of the character that they have and their specific character traits. Uh, I can think of multiple of my mentors that I just think they have an incredible heart and I want to learn Uh, how they got there and how they became that kind of person and spending time with them and sitting at their feet has really been a super rich experience and it's really blessed my life. That's really cool. Yeah. I love how you touched on the different decades of life. I haven't really thought about it that way. I think we always think of like older people all the time. It's kind of like an elderly person or like, you know, grandparent type vibe, but I mean, it could be someone a year older than you. I mean, that's already been through a huge, you know, life change or life experience that can teach you something and give you wisdom. And then it's really cool. That they can like walk through each step of life. Cause then once we get out of college, you start, fa- you know, you get married, you start families, you get out into the real world um, with a job. And then, you know, kids get older and then you're going to have to seek advice from people that are, have already been in that situation. And so I like how you kind of have brought that out of like just walking through each decade of life, being able to look up to people and say, Hey, I don't got this figured out. I don't know what I'm doing and I need you to help me and walk me through it. And that's like super powerful. There's the idea of, of like standing on the shoulders of giants, you know, and looking to people who are older. Um, and one person for me who has always been that is Matt Vaughn, who y'all know, but for our listeners, he, one, is also a member of our production uh, here at Beyond the Riverwalk. But I have known Matt since I've been nine years old, um, and we like to say this, that we're each other's oldest friend, which I think is uh, probably probably true, and I, don't, I can't think of anyone else who it would be, but I've always looked up to him um, really just in every aspect of life, and he's only a year older than I am. But it's like this this guy Matt. He is he is him. I guess is is the best way to say it. Like he's always looking to do good and looking to serve the Lord and looking to serve others. Um, and he always has so much wisdom to to impart on everyone just about life and the good and the bad that's going to happen and how we can deal with that um, in Christ. And he's actually going to be on our podcast in the next couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for that um, to listen to his wisdom. And what we're going to talk about then, because he's going to have some really good stuff to share uh, with us and with all of you guys. Yeah, I think going off that, thinking about someone in my life that I look up to a lot, and it's someone recently that um, in the past three years that I've grown close to, but one of my best friends, Harrison Provines, has been such a great mentor for me. Um, he's just a really mature person, um, and I love the way he carries himself around other people in every single setting. But one of the things that I look for, and you talked about specific traits, Caroline, is that he calls me out and he teaches me not in a way that's, you know, you know, coming down on me in any way or, you know, trying to, um, just air out all of my stuff that's going wrong, wrong in my life. Like he does it because he loves me. And that's a true mentor that can look at like, okay, you know, this is what's going on right now in your life and you need help with this and you need my advice. And I'm going to tell you the hard truth. and I'm going to be honest with you, but it's because I love you and I care for you. And that is something that Harrison is so good at. And, um, 
in our friendship, he has done that over and over and over again when I've seeked advice or seeked help. And maybe, and also good mentorship is them coming to you when you're not even asking for it because they see you and they care, you know, they see you doing something and they care for you. And so, um, and that's just my one thing. And you talked about specific things. Is there like the one thing, Caroline, that you feel like is, you know, the one trait you look for in a mentor? That's a great question, Tyler. I think whenever it comes to my mind, uh, I think that Lyndon Gann is one of my most influential mentors. She is somebody that I really could sense that the fruit of the Spirit is, uh, it is an indicator of her life. And maybe more than being a checklist of things that we need to become, the fruit of the Spirit are markers that God's presence is there. And I really see that fruit in Lyndon's life. And I just decided, honestly, from the first time that I heard her give a Devo, that she is someone that I wanted to be like and to see the ways that God had changed her life. And uh, we make time and carve out time to be together every week. And that's one hour of my week that I feel the most seen and encouraged. And she leaves me feeling Uh, healed and refreshed. And so that is such a beautiful thing, but she also can hit me with really hard truth. And so that is a beautiful gift. And it's more than just uh, maybe a friend that it's fun to hang out with or get coffee with, but you know that you're growing more into someone that Christ would want you to be. That's powerful. The conversations that I've had with Lyndon, the different Bible studies I've had with her, um, she just always like convicts me to just think about like the things in my life that I'm looking at from a different uh, viewpoint or through a uh, certain lens and just sort of changing it to look at it through a lens of, of love and joy. Um, and you mentioned the the fruit of the Spirit. I guess one thing that I love doing with the Bible is looking at New Testament concepts and comparing them to Old Testament stories. And to me, the fruit of the Spirit reminds me just a lot of the Israelites. Um, once the temple had been built in Jerusalem and we're told that God enters into the temple and his presence is, is in the temple um, and with that, the Israelites are full of prosperity and everything they do is well, not everything they do, but like they're just blessed with so many different things. And then we move to the, the Holy Spirit and it's, you know, the fruits of the spirit and the spirit is in us and we're enveloped in it. And then the fruits that we, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, all those are what we produce, which is, uh, compared to the things that the Israelites produce for God. Um, so I love, I love that you brought that point out about, mentors and the fruit that, that they bear for us. So as a, as a mentee, I guess is the right term, right? How, how do you feel being in that role where you're just being poured out onto and getting all this information and life experience and wisdom from older people? Uh, like how does that make you feel, I guess, on the inside? And what does that make you think about? I think that's one of the most humbling parts about being mentored is that there are often times where I feel like there's not much that I bring to the table. And I think one of the most beautiful things about that is it constantly reminds me of my relationship with God and the way that we show up to the table with honestly open hands. And sometimes we don't really have anything to bring, but that he delights in who we are. And um, I just think that's super special, even though that can be a really humbling feeling. And I remember even saying to my mentors sometimes, thank you so much for pouring into me. I feel like I don't have much to give back because I don't really have specific wisdom or insight on maybe the things that they may be going through. Uh, But I think one of the most important ways is to accept that kind of humility and then to turn around and pour back into other people. And it can be really easy to accept all of these gifts and all this wisdom and then keep it for ourselves. But obviously, like we see the way that Jesus lived, he like left everything out there. And um, he would 
once he was filled, he would immediately turn around and pour that back out into people. And so I think it's super important for all of us to find small ways, whether that's like choosing to sit by different people at church or uh, carving out an hour of your week to pour into someone that maybe doesn't have as much to give back to you. Uh, To be a good listener is honestly a great way to mentor people just to kind of be a listening ear. And then another way that I love to do that and to think about that is even the way that we love our siblings or members of our family, because I think sometimes they can be overlooked as well. Uh, Those are just some ways that I think it can be really important for us to pour out once we've been invested in. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. I think something I've been thinking about this whole time is this sense of um, mentorship and like reflection. So like, all the people that we talked about, like Lyndon and Matt and Harrison, like those people I truly feel look to like reflect Jesus in their life. And then like they're reflecting it onto you so that, that you can then reflect it onto somebody else. And like it's a pattern. That's how like powerful mentorship really is. I think you brought out a lot of good things there. And like that being the mentee and then becoming the mentor throughout your life, like we're all going to get to that stage where we're going to be the one giving the advice. But if we never truly listened and, you know, when we were the mentee and we were the ones getting help, we're not going to be able to like, you know, dish that back out to other people. And there's just a really powerful thought about that. Yeah. We've, we've got some Bible verses. Uh, I love, I love putting these Bible verses in our, in our podcast, just cause I feel like it's a super practical way to, you know, like you're hearing us talk, but then like we're, we're getting our, our ideas and our inspiration, I guess, from scripture and how we live our lives. So I've just got some of the Proverbs that, I mean, really just speak to wisdom and mentorship, which is really what the book of Proverbs is. It's a mentor writing to a mentee. Um, and just some of those, if you want to write them down and uh, look them to look at them later, read them um, and meditate on them. Some of those are just Proverbs 9, 9, Proverbs 13, 20, and Proverbs 1, verse 5. Um, and there's countless more, which, which you can go and explore yourself, um, not even just in the Proverbs, but all throughout the Bible, like in Titus chapter 2, there's plenty of of uh, verses talking about um, older men and women and how they should teach and inspire the younger generation and things like that. But just uh, make sure you just go and look at those and make a point to really find wisdom um, based off of a biblical standpoint. Yeah, the truest form of wisdom that we can find is in the scripture. And um, and that's always a great thing to do. So as we come to a close in this episode, uh, Caroline, what is one last message you would uh, leave with our listeners today? I would say it's a message of gratitude in being so thankful that there is no other way that we would be connected to some mentors if it was not for all being united by Jesus's blood. And I'm so thankful that um, in a world where maybe I don't have a specific other tie to someone, to a woman that's 50 years old, but that we're both trying to serve the same God and just being very thankful that that we have that kind of experience and that we're all creating one united body together. That's awesome. That's powerful. Caroline, thank you so much for being on with us today. We've had a good time talking about mentorship and what you've learned and sort of just how we've lived our lives looking for mentors. And hopefully our listeners today can go out and find mentors in their life if they don't already have them to seek wisdom and just to be able to live a better life because they've learned from standing on the shoulders of giants. Absolutely. We're glad y'all listened in today. Um, We hope you have a great week and uh, go make a difference. And we'll see you next time as we look at life beyond the Riverwalk. Riverwalk.